Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to Bougie Best Friend Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest here. His name is Jake Maddock. And recently, I've been getting Jake's videos sent to my DMs over and over again. Because as you guys know, my topics are more, more mostly relationship-based and, you know, just like for women to ask for what they want. And I feel like Jake's advice really resonated with a lot of my followers. So Jake, please introduce yourself and tell us more about what you do. Yeah, 100%. Firstly, thanks for having me on this podcast. I had to. I had to. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So I, I coach thousands of people from all around the world, basically on how to achieve a 10 out of 10 relationship. So the majority of people I coach are women. They're struggling with love. They're struggling with femininity. They're not sure how to do online dating. They're not sure how to get high quality dates. They keep running into losers. You know, actually a big problem I see, a lot of the girls I talk to, they are what I call nice guys. They have trouble saying no. They keep letting these losers into their life and have trouble setting boundaries or managing expectations, having hard conversations. They're just, they, they just really think, have trouble saying no. Why do you think people have such a hard time saying no to something and they just, they know that they deserve more? As a woman that's, I'm 31, when you start approaching that 30 age bracket, you're like, oh my God, I'm running out of time and stuff like that. So like for my, you know, my peers, I feel like that's kind of a concern. So what do you think about, like, why do women just like settle for losers, <laughs> literally? Yeah, yeah. They have a bit of a, uh, they, they have that sort of mindset where they're thinking, well, if I say no to this, then I'm not going to get anything. Mm -hmm. It's sort of a scarcity type mindset. And they think, well, if I say no, then there's less chance of me succeeding in what I actually want to achieve. But the thing is, the better you are at saying no, the higher the chance that you have of achieving a town town relationship. Life is a really a, a reflection of what we allow. People who are very successful, they only allow high value things in. Mm -hmm. People who are low value or not very successful, look around at their lives. They just let anything in. They just take everything. People who are high value, they don't, they're very picky I, and they have better lives because of it. I a hundred percent agree. And that's when I, when I'll have a lot of girls who might even be, you know, CEOs of a company, super successful. And they're saying, I just can't find somebody who's on my level. So I'm entertaining these, you know, guys who are just not ambitious. So what would you say for women who, and this is the question I get all the time. And I'm sure you get the same question. Where can I meet high quality men? Yeah. The the problem is why a lot of women have trouble finding high quality men. It's not because there's a lack of high quality men. It's because it's mainly to do with their mindset. Mm -hmm. Okay. They think, they think online dating is bad. Online dating is one of the best places you can <laughs> find your ideal partner. If you know how to use it, mm -hmm. online dating is just a tool. If you know how to use it and you know how to communicate on online dating, you're going to know how to get high value dates with high value people, which turn into high value relationships. But one of the first steps, do your ideal partner list, write down what you want. You can't be too picky. You can write down, oh, he's got to be, he's got to be super successful in every area. He's got to be super fit. He's got to be super smart. You can write all this stuff down and you'll find it. Okay. Mm -hmm. But you gotta, you gotta raise your standard. You gotta go, well, I'm not going to settle for anything less than that. And I'm going to go on a tons and tons of dates. And the other thing as well is you got to also become what you want to attract. So it's got to be in line with you a little bit as well. I love everything you're saying. The only thing I don't agree about is online dating. And that's actually a topic that I would love to discuss because personally, I just feel like online dating is a waste of time. And I always say like, you can obviously find somebody there. Like I know a lot of success stories, but for me who like is outgoing, I met my boyfriend through mutual friends. So I always feel like you can, you, sh you can use online dating a hundred percent, but don't make this your sole focus of finding a partner. So for those girls who do use online dating, or maybe they're just shy to talk to men in real life. What do you suggest are some things they can write in their, actually, how would you curate their dating profile? Yeah, great. So hundred percent. One of the things I do is I set up my clients dating profiles for them. I pick all their photos. Okay. And I write their bios for them. Now, the one thing with bios, less is more. Okay. Even though, you know, bio means biography, mm -hmm. it doesn't really mean that, that in this case, the more you write in there, the, more, the less the less matches you're going to get. So you don't want to write what you want. You don't want to write what you don't want. What I suggest to people is write something about food, right? I love spicy food with mm -hmm. a few chilies next to it. Something like that. Something that's not related to dating at all, mm -hmm. okay? And then let the pictures do the talking and then get to know them in the conversation or on the date, okay? You got to remember, 
Online dating is not about finding a relationship. It's not about finding a wife or a husband. Online dating's sole purpose is to get a high value date. That's it. That's the only purpose of it, okay? So a lot of people have the wrong goal in mind. They think I'm gonna use online dating, try to find a wife or a husband. Mm -hmm. Completely terrible mindset to have. The only goal, get on a high value date. That's the whole purpose of it. Perfect intro to my next question. For those who want to eliminate. So one of the things that became kind of like my thing on the social media space is that I don't accept a coffee or a walk date as a possible date option. So there was this video that went viral a while ago. And ever since then, I've been called high maintenance and uh, just like it, it became like a thing and I'm owning it. So coffee walk dates. I see you're raising a thumbs up for those who are not watching us on Spotify. So tell me, what is your opinion on coffee walk dates? Disgusting, low value, lazy, ridiculously bad. Okay, don't do coffee walk dates. If a guy wants to see you, he's got to take you on a high value date. Okay, now it's got nothing to do with the actual high value date. It's more a representation of who that person is. So you got to think, okay, well, what sort of guy is going to take you on a low value coffee walk date? A low value guy, he doesn't want to put in a lot of effort. He probably just wants to sleep with you quickly and never talk to you again. He's not really looking for a long-term relationship. He's not trying to look for a wife. He just wants to quickly sleep with you and then on to the next girl, okay? Complete waste of your time and it's disrespectful to you as a person. A high value date, a guy who actually puts in some effort, sees you as a prize and sees you as someone, okay, I'd like to put in a bit of effort with this girl because she seems great and she's got a lot of potential. That's the guy you want to go on the date with, mm -hmm. okay? So definitely, definitely, definitely only do high value dates. Some people may call it high maintenance. Mm -hmm. Losers would call you high maintenance, okay? And if anything, you should hold yourself to a very high standard. Say, yeah, I'm a high value person. You want to see me? You should want to take me on a date. You don't want to take me on a date? I don't want to see you either. You should hold yourself to that level because you are a high value person, yeah? Exactly, I love that. So for those who are using online dating, is there anything you think they should write in their profile in a sense to kind of like eliminate those low effort men? Because I have a lot of... Uh, rebuttals on my page for girls like that can use when you know guys are inviting them for coffee walk dates so is there any tip in in that sense or just like kind of ignore them and know they're gonna come like a lot of coffee walk dates yeah. are gonna come yeah the thing to remember with online dating is 99.9% of the people you meet are not going to be your ideal partner it's just like walking down the street the majority of people you pass, you have no interest in dating, obviously, right? So you don't want to write anything in your bio because that filters out too many people. What you want to do is you want to get on the conversation. And with what you're doing is absolutely fantastic. If a guy says, hey, do you want to catch up for a drink? You want to be nice about it and you want to say, hey, I, I really would love to see you. You seem really awesome. I'd love to go on a date with you. But I think it would be better if maybe we shared some food or I'm a bit of a foodie or you can even say, well, I'm actually, I, I'm a bit of a high value girl. I think you should take me on a proper date and I think we're going to have an awesome time. I'm free at I'm free 8 p.m. on a Saturday or something like that and open the door for them in a nice way so then they want to do it. And if you're really good at, at, really good at conversating this in the right way, you'll get a lot of high value dates because guys will go, Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd love to take you on a high value date. I think a lot of guys want to take girls on high value dates and be chivalrous, but they're a bit nervous. They go, oh, I don't want to come on too strong. I don't want to be rejected and look like I'm trying too hard. They're trying to be cool. <laughs> they're just, they just, they lack a little bit of confidence because I think a lot of guys would want to take you on a high value date. It's just, they're a bit nervous. So just open the door for them and show, say, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You can, and I'll support you and it'll be awesome. What about girls who are saying that they also maybe don't want to waste their time, quote unquote, and go to these dinner dates? Because a lot of girls say that, like, well, I like to go on a coffee walk date because it's easy to eliminate certain men. But for me, it's like, why would you even go get ready, leave the house to go somebody meet for that coffee walk date? So do you think people should just like go on dinners with everybody they find interesting or should there be a, some kind of vetting process? Yeah, so what I recommend is the attraction needs to be at about a seven out of 10, okay? So if it's less than a seven, don't worry about going on the date. Now, attraction is a lot more than just how people look. You've got to talk on the phone, do a FaceTime, see if there's any compatibility there. That rolls into the, the uh, attraction as well. And secondly, I want you to think to yourself, if a girl only wants to do a coffee date, what emotion do you think she's feeling mostly? Mm -hmm. Do you think she's really in a feminine energy and really feeling confident going out there, really trying to achieve some goals? Or do you think maybe she's a bit fearful? 
Maybe she's a little bit insecure. Maybe she's lacking some confidence in herself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that you mentioned her feminine energy. And I feel like a lot of people are not really aware of what feminine and masculine energy represents. And I really love the way you speak about it on your channel. So please tell us everything we need to know about feminine masculine energy. Yeah. So I'll cover feminine energy first. Most of our viewers, I think, are, are female. So feminine energy is a really beautiful state, really beautiful state. Some misconceptions about feminine energy. A lot of people think feminine energy is weak. Quite the contrary. If a woman steps into a feminine energy, it will be the strongest, most successful she'll ever be by far. By far, it's the best trait you can be in. You're confident, you're strong, you're resilient, you're nurturing, you're caring, you're joyous, you're supportive, all these beautiful, beautiful traits. And just to clarify as well, you got to think, well, what's the opposite of feminine energy? If a woman isn't in her feminine energy, she's scared, she's fearful, she's becoming hyper-independent in a, in a sort of urge to protect herself, okay? Trying to do everything for herself. I don't need nobody. It's super fearful, can't trust anybody. These are very fearful traits to be in the opposite of femininity. Okay. So if you're really, you know, that really good feminine energy, people will like you more. It creates desire, builds attraction, and it's very essential in growing love. Okay. So when you're in a really fearful, insecure state and you're afraid you're going to get hurt and you're really fearful of everything, love can't grow there. You're not feminine and love can't grow. Your walls are up really high. Okay. Now, a lot of people have some good excuses why they're not feminine. I've been hurt in the past. I had a bad childhood, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> now, that your past isn't really an excuse for how you are now, okay? Only if you let your past define who you are. So your past doesn't define you, you define you. So it's a bit of a mindset thing there. Okay, so it's also the same with masculinity. So the traits I want masculine men to try to really step into are things like leadership, ambition, decisiveness, protection, Okay, all those really good traits and the same, the opposite of masculine is fearful, insecure, all those traits again. So a lot of you you guys probably have met a guy who's not very masculine before. Okay, he's not ambitious, he's not decisive, he's a bad leader, just because he's scared, he's fearful, he hasn't learned those traits yet. And while he's in that state, he can't be masculine. So the opposite of masculine feminine energy, that really fearful, insecure state, we've all felt it, and it doesn't feel very good, does it? What would you say for women who are in a relationship with somebody and they're just feeling that he's not as masculine as they want him to be, but as you just said, maybe he's just scared or he's going through something. Should they try to help him or should they just move on? Remember, great question. Remember the first trait of femininity, nurturing, okay? It's your job as a woman to nurture a man to be stronger. Okay. One mistake a lot of women make is they become the guy's mother and give him a shoulder to cry on. Huge mistake. Huge. There's a very important sentence that I want every girl listening to remember. If a guy comes to you stressed or upset about something, which I'm sure he will if you're in a relationship long enough with him, I don't want you to give him a shoulder to cry on. Okay. First step is acknowledge it. Go, okay, no worries. I understand. And then you want to encourage. So you want to do this in a strong way. So you want to say something like, okay, what are you going to do about it? That's what you say. So if he comes stressed home from work and he's complaining about his boss or whatever, say, okay, how are you going to handle it? What are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. Don't solve the problem for him. Okay. Don't give him a shoulder to cry on. You're not his mom. He needs a push. He needs a cheerleader. It's your job as a woman to make him stronger and more successful. So he's a better masculine man and a better leader in the family. Okay. Not to make him weaker. You, your, your job as girls, you're so powerful in your feminine energy. So, so powerful. You got to, you guys got to remember as a female, you have the power to make a guy super masculine or super weak and scared and fearful. You have all that power. Okay. We've all seen those relationships before. The woman is super domineering and takes all the confidence away from the guy and drags him down in the dust. Okay. And also those other relationships where a woman is really empowering, gives the guy heaps of strength and support and keeps pushing him. So he's really, really successful. Okay. As a female, if you can step in that feminine energy, you have the power to make a man super, super, super masculine. Okay. I love that you said that you shouldn't try to be their mother because I feel like a lot of girls do that. And I am first one to admit, sometimes I have this instinct like well i just want to help you i just want to solve your problem when it comes to being somebody's mother in a relationship you start cleaning up after him you start cooking for him you start doing all of these things that maybe his mom used to do or maybe you were just getting into that like wifey mode so would you say that girls should try to 
actually that's also connected to the dating aspect like when you come over to somebody's house to maybe cook for him or something like when is the right time to kind of start doing certain things to if you don't live together like would you would you like yeah, play you, wifey before you guys move in together yeah you can to a little uh, a small degree you don't need to do everything but yeah don't don't hold back so there's a lot of um you've probably seen these sort of negative sentences on social media saying don't do wifey jobs on girlfriend wages mm -hmm, or yeah. whatever they say. This, this, that's, that's actually a pretty negative sentence. I think as soon as you're in love with someone and you know, it's know each other a bit, give your full self to that person, mm -hmm. just give everything and they give everything. And you're basically, you're basically married before you get married. You just go all in. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as a girl not being a guy's mum, that's more from an emotional mm -hmm. standpoint. So you can still cook for him. You can still clean for him and do stuff for each other. That's totally fine. It's more from the emotional side of you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Question about women who are very a go-getter. They're strong in their, you know, workspace and they feel like they have more masculine energy than feminine. Is there a way that you, how can they step into their feminine energy more? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And look, one thing to clarify as a female, I want you to be strong. I want you to be ambitious. I want you, you have great power and great intelligence. I want you to use it. Okay. I don't want you to act dumb and be stupid. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want you to really go for it and be ambitious. Now in saying that you still can be feminine at the same time. And a lot of the things I encourage, like doing high value dates, the man plans. So if you're married, the man plans the date, he executes the date, he pays for the date, he does everything for the date. It encourages masculine and feminine energy the right way. Okay. Mm -hmm. So going on dates all the time is a great thing to do in a relationship to really encourage and ground you guys in proper masculine and feminine energy. When it comes to people in relationships, living together and having like their routine, I get a lot of questions about sex and what is the appropriate, appropriate amount of how many times you should have sex during the week or something. Yeah. Is there any great question? Like the proper amount is two to three times a week. Mm -hmm. What if somebody's having maybe like sex once a month or actually the first Not enough. question would be when you see that your sexual life is kind of struggling for whatever yep. reason, how to fix yep. it. Yeah. So a lot of couples come to me and their sex life is dwindling. Heaps of couples, right? There's a few things we do. One of the first things I do is I get to go on, I get them to go on dates all the time. I get the husband to take the wife on dates. Then what we do is we just work on affection. Okay. Increase affection, 20 second hugs, all this sort of stuff, kissing each other, being nice to each other, stuff like that. We sort out any problems. So we teach them how to effectively communicate and also step into masculine and feminine energy. The both a the more the couple embraces masculine and feminine energy, the more the attraction in the relationship will go up and they'll want to do it. Then other than that, schedule it in. Okay. If they having trouble, just, they're just so busy to be intimate with each other. We schedule it in and say, look, every Monday and Thursday, you guys are going to do it. Okay. <laughs> and you just get, get, get naked and just roll around and see what happens. Doesn't okay. That just kind just of give it a the shot fun out of it for some people. It can, it can, it takes the spontaneity out of it a little bit, but by the time it's finished, mm -hmm. they're happy. They did it. You know what I mean? Sometimes it just, you, you get into a bit of a rut and you need a bit of a, okay like going to the gym kind of thing. You go, I just got to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. It's going to feel a bit awkward at the start, but by the end I'm going to go, yes, I'm glad I did it. I got a very interesting question recently. And this girl told me that her boyfriend partner, I'm not sure what they were, has like a weird sex fetish that she is not completely comfortable doing. I told her that you guys need to talk about it openly. I feel like s nobody should suffer. Like sexually, you shouldn't be frustrated in a relationship. So if you can't fulfill his needs or if he can fulfill yours, you shouldn't force it because at some point or the other, he's going to find it somewhere else or you're going to find it somewhere else if you guys are not sexually compatible. Is there anything else you would like to add on that or like explain it in a different way maybe? Yeah, so... You're right. They do need to talk about it. They need to explore it. They need to figure out what's going on because there's a whole bunch of different sort of fantasies. Some things are just fantasies and they never are supposed to come to reality. Other fantasies can be explored, even over something, you know, like putting your partner's feet in your mouth, mm -hmm. just something, you know, it, you may go, well, I don't really want my partner to suck on my toes, but if it makes them happy, what do you got to lose? You're going to have wet feet. Who cares? Mm -hmm. You know, what's, what's the big deal? If it's something full on, you're going to, you know, get physically hurt. Yeah. Probably a bad idea to do it, Maybe but if it's something it small. Also. You... Oh, totally unacceptable. Mm. Totally unacceptable. So uh, 
you got to you got to realize what's going to be good for your relationship and what's going to be not. So we have a triangle method at Matter Coaching, which I talk about. So it's it's me, it's you, and it's the relationship. Okay, so you do what's best for the relationship. You don't do what's best for me. You don't do what's best for you. You do what's best for the relationship. Okay, mm-hmm. it's the same as having a conversation or you're disagreeing about something. It's me and you versus the problem. Okay, do what's best for the relationship, and your relationship will be the best. So if you go. Well, our relationship needs this thing right now. Do it. Mm-hmm. Having a threesome would be good for that person, bad for that person, and bad for the relationship. Mm-hmm. Definitely a bad idea to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, relationships must be monogamous. Never more than two people in a relationship. A relationships between two people who love and trust each other, and that is it. I love that. I absolutely, a hundred percent agree. When it comes to making decisions that are good for the relationship, let's say you're with somebody for few years, you're getting along great. And then one of you gets a job somewhere else. And then you need to decide whether or not you're going to follow that person or you're not going to, or are going to do a long distance. What would you say if somebody comes up to you with that problem? You never want to do long distance. And if someone is your ideal partner, do whatever it takes to be with that person and then work out anything as a team. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so many people are in relationships right now and they are in a relationship, but they're not working as a team. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not building an empire together. They're two separate things. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got to work as a team. Me and my wife have made this company. We work as a team. We're building an empire. We go and do everything together. We're a team. Mm-hmm. We're unbreakable as a team and we work together in building our future and achieving our goals together. Mm-hmm. So many people are so individual in a relationship. That's not really what a relationship's about. You're a team act as a team, make decisions as a team, work as your goals as a team. So you can truly form a relationship that lasts till you die. And I, I definitely agree with that. My boyfriend and I, we both are entrepreneurs. We work from home and we kind of know the struggles of, you know, being having highs and lows. And so I understand what he's going through and he understands what I'm going through, even though we're not in the same line of business. But what would you say to somebody if let's say they have a nine to five, but they're dating a doctor? and they have completely different schedules, completely different responsibilities. And maybe sometimes they can't even see each other because of the schedule, or if they just can't see eye to eye on certain things because of maybe the big difference in their daily routines. Because, you know, if you're a doctor, like somebody can die. And if you're an accountant, like, okay, I've fucked up some numbers, you know? (laughs) So, yeah. I call this kind of life design, designing your life the way you want it to be. I think it's very smart to sit down and think, well, what do I actually want my life to look like? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think not enough people, they you sit down with a pen and a piece of paper and think, what's my ideal partner look like? What's my life look like? How can I design it the way I want it to be? And look, if you, if you want to do it, like if you want to be a stay at home mom, mm-hmm. design your life, how can I do it? Mm-hmm. How can we do it together? Yeah. And come up with a bit of a plan. Yeah. You, you posted this the other day. I love that post. Uh, if you want to be a stay at home mom, go ahead or a stay at home wife or something, go ahead, but like, make sure that you get money to like spend and have your own money. hundred percent, hundred percent, very controversial mm-hmm. video, but it's because people don't know enough about history of why it's controversial. Mm-hmm. So in the 1960s and the 1970s, financial abuse was a big thing. And that was the way it was because there was a lot of majority of women were stay at home mums. And then if they got a divorce, the mum had no money mm-hmm. and she was left completely destitute, which is financial abuse. Okay. So I think if you're a stay at home mum, the husband should pay you a wage, which is very controversial, but, and that's just her money. Mm-hmm. That's not for the bills. It's not for the household. It's not for the kids. It's not for food. It's not for nothing. And that's just for her. Okay. She's doing a job and she should get paid for it. She, the husband should pay her super. Mm-hmm. He should pay her a wage. It doesn't need to be a big wage. How would somebody okay? communicate it's just, that? It's difficult. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. It's easy in my situation because I did it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But as a woman, it could be hard to communicate it. And it's going to be very difficult. It's one of those conversations you're probably going to have to have a fair few times because people are very emotional about money. I don't understand why do women have such an issue talking about money, myself included, until a certain point, I couldn't even know what my, I I wasn't even open enough to say what my rate is for a certain job or something. Why do you think women have such a issue talking about money, not just in a relationship, but also at a 
work environment. They don't want to ask for a raise because they're hoping somebody's going to notice how hard they're working. It's a lot to do with confidence and money mindset. So money mindset's a very tricky thing. A lot of people have very strange emotions tied to money. Okay. And then if you work in a job for 10 years and people say you'll work $20 an hour, it's going to be hard to break that cycle a little bit. It takes a lot of practice and just changing your mindset and what I would call raising your standards. Mm -hmm. When it comes to money in a relationship, I would love to talk about that a little more because that's like, I get a lot of money questions in my, in my DMs. Uh, so starting with the basics, when it comes to dating, what is your stance on paying for dates? The man always pays for the dates, regardless if it's a first date or you've been married for years, the man always pays for the date. Even if you share the money mm -hmm. and your workers in your team, like you do when you're married, the man still goes up to the counter and pays for the meal. What if he loses a job? Go and get another one immediately. It's his job as the leader to always have his shit together. Okay. Mm -hmm. So a man can't, if he's in a relationship, a man can't go, well, I guess I'm just going to sit back and be a loser. <laughs> that is completely unacceptable. You can't, uh, so many people have this mentality. Well, I lost my job. I guess I'm a loser. What? Mm -hmm. Get another job the same day. Go out there and smash it. You can't be a loser. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's your whole, all these people are counting on you. You can't just go, well, I'm a loser. I don't know what to do now. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to living with somebody, splitting rents, splitting expenses, yeah. What do you think? Uh, what would be? What should be the ratio? Let's say if they are making similar amount of money, or what? What would you say in that scenario? Or if somebody makes a significantly more than the other one? Either way, it doesn't matter. You got to work as a team. Mm -hmm. So even if you both earn a hundred thousand dollars a year, or one earns five hundred, one earns sixty, it doesn't matter. You put it together, okay, and you make sure you say our money. So even if your wife is a stay-at-home wife and the man earns a million dollars a year, it's still our money. We earn this much, mm -hmm. okay? These are our expenses. This is our budget. It's all teamwork and it's all transparency, okay? Regardless of how much money comes in, you're a team. The only thing the man pays for exclusively is dates, just because it's a chivalry type thing, open the door for a girl, all that sort of good stuff. Other than that, you work as a team. Say, we have this, we got to pay for this car. This is how much it's going to cost. This is how much money we, we make. Never, ever say, I earn this much, you earn that much. This is mine, this is yours. That's the opposite of teamwork. When it comes to travels, what do you think uh, should men, should I, okay, let's talk about the beginning stages. If you guys are traveling together on a vacation, who should pay for the tickets and for the hotels and all that? It depends on a few factors. Mm -hmm. Um in the beginning stages, like it, they don't know each other that well. Maybe they're like about to be exclusive, but they're not really because I feel like in that, in the beginning stages, it's more difficult to kind of like know what's going on. Usually, usually the man, usually the man. Now, a lot of these things that I'm saying are somewhat guidelines, guys. So usually the man would pay for the mini holiday or whatever the case is. Now, it is anything really bad going to happen if the woman surprises the man with a holiday? Not really. Mm -hmm. As long as he stays in his masculine energy, okay, and she stays in her feminine energy, it's going to be okay. But consistently, it's probably something the man should do. Mm -hmm. I agree with what you're saying that if some, you decide to do something, if you want to surprise your man, if you want, if you have extra cash and you want to put it towards anything, it's totally up to you and whatever myself or Jake are saying, you don't have to take every advice so literal. And so like, you told me to do this and this is what happened. I don't know if that ever happened to you, but like. All the time, mm -hmm. especially with the intimacy thing, people go two, three times a week. What about this? What about that? It's like, I'm talking about just on average. Yeah. Obviously, if you just had a baby, obviously you're not going to do it two or three times a week or whatever. Like it's not. Okay. exactly every week two or three times it's just on average so when i was doing my little preparation for our um, chat i was listening uh you speak on another podcast and it was about knowing your sexual i forget the term blueprint yes can you please speak about that because i found it super interesting yeah it's really good it's so it's by it's created by this woman called miss jaya and she made something called the erotic blueprint. It's kind of like love languages, but there's five erotic blueprints instead of love languages. And you fit into these different blueprints. And it teaches you a lot about yourself, such as if you're a sensual, then you will be turned on by slow dancing with your partner and listening to music and just small romantic things like that. 
Um, so there's five different blueprints and they're really good. So yeah, go to MissJ.com and check it out. Do your test and figure out what you are. Then you'll figure out what turns you on and what turns you off. You learn a lot about yourself doing it. Those tests for some people might be silly, but if you don't know who you are and what you want and what turns you on, how are you going to know what you're looking for in a partner? People should know who they are first and then they're going to be able to ask their partner what they, what literally turns them on. Is there anything that you think women should be more mindful of when it comes to dating? They need to set boundaries well, okay? They need to manage expectations. A lot of people I see get their feelings hurt because they don't communicate their expectations well. Their feelings get hurt. They get angry at somebody because they didn't communicate what they wanted. Because okay? they think that people they read just, their mind. No. <laughs> yeah. And then also have a lot of have a lot of rules in place for yourself. One of those rules I want everyone to follow is never argue with anybody ever. Never get into an argument with anybody ever. You don't need to argue with anybody. You can disagree. I need, I need more never, guidance for that. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a boundary you have with yourself. So just mm -hmm. don't argue. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can disagree, but a, a, an argument is a disagreement with aggression and disrespect into it okay never any place in relationships for that every time you argue the attraction of the relationship goes down a little bit never ever argue ever it's the worst way to get what you want you really want to get what you want communicate in a feminine way okay which means when you're saying something to your man put your hands on him physically touch him while you communicate ask in a nice way okay the chance of it being done and he'll want to do it it creates desire remember feminine energy is about creating desire so you really want to be heard, communicate in a feminine way. If you don't want to be heard, you want the attraction to go down, argue. A lot of people get into this cycle of fighting and using certain words and then saying things they don't really mean. And then later, those emotions kind of linger. And you remember what your partner said two, three weeks ago, and maybe they don't even remember at all. So what would you say to those couples who maybe are getting into a habit of fighting a lot, even about the most basic things. So arguments are always over stupid things. Firstly, there's never, they're always arguing over really stupid things. Who's doing the dishes or just stupid stuff like that. So don't argue. Secondly, what, what I call this is brain tattoos. So what that means is someone says a sentence to you and it like forms into your brain and you can't forget it. It's inked onto your brain. Now you can probably think of a sentence someone said to you years ago and it's still in your brain and you can't forget it. It was so jarring to your soul that it's just tattered onto your brain. Your words have great power. You don't want to give your partner any negative brain tattoos. It's very, very bad. Okay. So you got to remember as to all those people out there who are emotionally mature, you can control the words you say. We're not toddlers. We haven't run out of apple juice. You can control the words you say as an adult. So I expect every adult to control their words. Exactly. It's your responsibility. What comes out of your mouth. So don't say, I was really upset. I didn't mean what I said. That is completely, completely unacceptable. If you want to achieve a 10 out of 10 relationship, you must, you must become emotionally mature and control your emotions. You mentioned boundaries. How can people implement boundaries and make sure that other people respect their boundaries? Yeah. So setting boundaries can be really easy. You know, one of the first things you can do is what I would call a soft boundary. Mm -hmm. Okay. So say you're walking along the street with someone and they throw a bit of rubbish on the ground. You don't need to yell at them. You can just do a soft boundary and do this or frown at them or shake your head. And that's what I call a soft boundary. Just something to register in their brain. And, and go, show oh, that, that you're not approving like that. of that. Right. Yeah. Just really small. Okay. Now, if you're actually being disrespected, someone says something mean to you and go, I don't like that. Don't say that and then mm -hmm. change the subject. So you see how fast that was? Mm -hmm. Setting a boundary with someone should only take two or three seconds, and then you must change the situation, change the direction of the conversation, and change your emotion. A lot of women I teach how to set boundaries, they can change the conversation, right? They go, don't do that. Have you seen that new movie? And they, still, they stay angry, they stay in that emotional tone. You've gotta change the emotion as well, unless the guy's brain will start thinking, why am I being punished here? Mm -hmm. Okay, and then he'll start defending himself in his head, the boundary is gone. It doesn't work. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you've got to do it fast. You've got to change, change the emotion, and then it will stick. Now, if you try this a few times and it's not working too well, and someone's disrespecting your boundaries, maybe they shouldn't be in your life or you didn't do a good enough job setting it. Okay. And then another thing to remember, 
is you can judge attraction within a relationship, okay? How much someone's attracted to you or the rapport or the likability, same thing. The higher the attraction is, the better the boundary will be, okay? You ever tried setting boundary with someone who hates you? It's almost impossible, okay? The more someone likes you, the easier it is gonna be set a boundary. So the first step, get that attraction meter way up. Get the attractions really good. If someone's really attracted to you and they're obsessed with you and they really love you a lot, setting a boundary will be easy. Is there something girls can do to make their partner be more attracted to them? Yeah, heaps of things. Heaps of things, heaps and heaps and heaps. And it's one of the most important things to do in a relationship and dating. If you don't raise the attraction on the first date, there won't be a second date or a third Mm -hmm. date. It It just keeps rolling on. So building that attraction is super important. And the thing to remember with attraction, everything you do and everything you say makes someone's attraction go up or down, okay? So little things like stepping into your feminine energy will make the attraction go up, being affectionate, being intimate, being nice to each other. There's a lot of things which make affection go down. Arguing, not being loyal, acting single, all these sort of low integrity acts all make the attraction go down. And another thing to remember, how are you making that person feel? Mm-hmm. Okay, you really wanna make the attraction go up, ask yourself, how, is, how am I making this person feel? Do I make them feel strong? Do I make them feel pride? Do I make them feel happy? Do I make them feel loved, joyful, fulfilled? How mm-hmm. do I make this person feel? Or do I make them feel sad, depressed, Insecure. downtrodden? You mentioned loyalty. I'm a firm believer that you should never be with somebody who cheated on you. Do you agree with that? Do you have something to say? Do you think people can change? No. So once someone cheats on you, it's over forever. I've coached thousands and thousands of people from all around the world. And any couple who comes to me, if they if their feeling of betrayal is in their heart, you cannot get it to a 10 out of 10. What about trust issues? If somebody kind of, okay, I have I had a situation that happened recently. Somebody told me that they lied to their boyfriend early on in the relationship. I'm not sure what the lie was, but I'm guessing something with somebody else because that's what usually happens. But now he just found out and he's upset now. Any tips when it comes to trust issues? Yeah, there's heaps and it's a lot to do with your personal mindset. So depending on what her lie was, say it's very early on, they were, you know, just known, known each other for a couple of weeks. He may have asked, are you, are you talking to anybody else? And she may have said no. And then he found out later on mm-hmm. that she was like years later, they've been together for years. And then if he, if he thought, well, why, you know, she lied to me. One question I would get him to ask himself is, why did she lie to you? Why do you think she lied to you? Okay. So every time someone lies to you guys, I want you to ask yourself why, why did that person feel like they needed to lie to me? Mm -hmm. Do they feel the consequences were so great that lying was the only option? Mm -hmm. It's a real question to ask yourself. So early on, you know, realistically, I probably would have told her if they weren't exclusive Mm -hmm. and he said, are you seeing anybody else? I would have said, tell him that you're not even if she was yes i always say that when you're dating somebody in the beginning even if they ask you if you're seeing somebody else over there ask you about your body count and those kind of like ridiculous questions never disclose are we on the same page there never okay never 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 (laughs) so there's a few cases where honesty is not the best policy okay body count never tell anyone your body count nobody's gonna believe it anyway like if you say two or if you say 22 it's like okay you never know (laughs) no I've coached heaps of different women who some have only been with two men and some have been with 300 mm-hmm. and you wouldn't pick it. There's no difference. Mm-hmm. You know, you see all this stuff on the internet. Oh, you can judge a girl's future by a past and all this sort of bullshit. Complete, complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. Never tell anyone your body count. It does not matter at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. The way you are now matters and the way you act right now. Never tell anyone your body count. Okay. And what I would call that, it's it's not lying. It's they haven't earned the honor. They, they haven't earned the answer yet. Mm-hmm. Just like if you're not exclusive with somebody and they ask you to see anybody else, you can say no because they haven't earned it yet. Mm-hmm. They haven't earned your exclusivity. They haven't earned the truth there yet. It's not. It's it, that's personal information. You know, what? you don't need to share. I don't it. understand why do people like to dig in their partner's past because I feel like that only creates issues. Because they're stupid. <laughs> You're never going to get yeah. anything positive from like knowing no. who's the, his girlfriend was two years ago or what the no. situation. Why do people, okay, this is something that I can't believe that I forgot to ask you. Social media behavior. When you're dating somebody, you have to set certain expectations. You have to tell them, if you want to be in a relationship with me, I'm not okay with you following 10 random girls every day. I'm not okay with you doing certain things in 
he needs to respect that. So for everybody, it's different. You know, some people don't care about social media behavior. Some people don't care if their guy doesn't want to post them or not, or they, they're maybe they're hiding their life in general. So what do you think about social media behavior in relationships? Social media. I love social media. You love social media. Mm -hmm. Social media is a fantastic tool and it's how you use it. Okay. So if you use social media, like an idiot, <laughs> the consequences will be large. Okay. Social media is just like this pen. Mm -hmm. I can stab someone on the street in the eye with it, or I can just use it to take notes. Okay. It's just Stick a tool. Notes. It's how you use it. That's it. Social media is absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. People, a lot of people say social media ruins relationships. Yeah. No, idiots ruin relationships. Social media is just a beautiful tool and you can use, and it's such, we're, we're so lucky to be living in this age where we have social media. It's absolutely fantastic. Even we connected like a few weeks ago because of social media and here we are now chatting away. So if somebody continuously is disrespecting your social media requests, or if somebody doesn't want to post you, is that a red flag? Huge, huge red flag. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very, very important to know if someone's deeply in love with you, they're going to want to shout it from the rooftops. They want everyone to know that you're with them. Mm -hmm. Okay. If a guy doesn't post you on social media or doesn't want to change his relationship status and just goes, Oh, that's not the sort of person I am. Bullshit. to fuck off. Yeah. If you're total red flag, if you were huge. dating Megan Fox, everybody would know. Trust me. I would love to add that girls sometimes just like are making excuses for guys. Oh, he's just not like that. Or he's just not into it, but maybe he's just not into you. I feel like that's, that's, that's right. <laughs> I hear I the one excuse which makes me crazy is when girls say, well, he doesn't say I love you, but he shows me okay, he loves yes. me. I get that all the time. Huge red flag. Mm -hmm. Those three words, I love you, are extremely important. Mm -hmm. If a guy doesn't say I love you, but he shows you he loves you, he does not love you, you're not his ideal partner, you're wasting your time, and you're acting super dumb being there. Mm -hmm. Well, if a girl is in a bad relationship, toxic relationship, and she knows she needs to go... And she needs to just create a game plan. Is there any steps you think they should take? My, yeah, my advice is usually 100%. just like find a place to stay. Don't just break up with a guy and continue living with him if you guys live together. So you need to yeah. have an exit plan. Exit plan. That's exactly the word I use too. I, I do it very military style. Mm -hmm. Okay. So write exit plan and then write down. What are you going to do? What are you going to say? When are you going to do it? You know, do you need assistance? Do you need police? Do you have assets, cars, children? And just write down every single thing or a really, really detailed plan, like you're fulfilling a mission in the military and then execute. For those women who are in a marriage and maybe there's kids involved and they are kind of scared how their life is going to look like now. It is very scary. It is scary. Big change is scary. And I think a lot of people, they get to the point where they're in so much emotional pain that they have to, they have to leave. It's worth, it's worth the risk. It's worth the change. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it is, it is going to be scary, what about but people, there is assistance. When people want to stay together for the sake of their kids, would you ever suggest that? Nah, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work. You can't live in a shit relationship for ages, even if you have kids together and say, I want to be here just for the kids. You'll put yourself in a torturous, hellish situation. I feel that you are just showing your kids that you're willing to be in a relationship that is making you severely unhappy. And you're kind of just showing them that this is what a relationship should look like. So you're not really teaching them. You, no. And and even if you try, you won't stay in it very long anyway. People who, who say this and they try, within a year, they're living apart anyway. It's, 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 really, it's really difficult. I feel like we just like started chatting about relationship rules right from the get-go. I didn't even ask more about how did you start your business? A little background on you at kind of the end of this uh, episode. Yeah, sure. So I struggled with relationships for years. I was hopeless. Just, I guess I just didn't know. No one taught me it. So I didn't know anything. Didn't know what I was doing. Never was in my masculine energy properly for years. Um, made so many mistakes, okay? And I got to the point where I went, I want a, I want a proper relationship. I want a relationship like in a Disney movie. Why can't I get this? Mm -hmm. Is it even, does it even exist? Okay. And then I started studying under mentors and studying relationships. And 10 years later, here we are. I'm married, have a 10 out of 10 relationship. You, you can achieve a Disney type 10 out of 10 relationship. If you know how follow all the rules, set yourself up for success and it will be a 10 out of 10. You can achieve a 10 out of 10. How did you come to that self-realization? Because I feel like a lot of people are just not self-aware. 
from pain, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you have enough pain, then it motivates you to, to find the answers. Um, I think a lot of people just sit in this sort of medium range. Mm-hmm. They're happy with their six or seven out of 10 relationship. It's not enough pain to motivate. I was, when I was thinking of, you know, the questions I'm going to ask you, I was wondering, did something happen to him to become this relationship coach? Because usually that's what happens to all, you know, everybody who starts giving advice like this online. Like you have to go through a certain amount of pain in your life to kind of rebuild yourself and know what you want and what's your worth. Last week, I dropped a little question box for my followers to ask you some questions. So if you don't mind, I have a few that I would love to ask and then we can wrap it up. Okay. Well, a lot of people were very excited, by the way. Awesome. I feel like we talked a little bit about uh, finances, but uh, somebody's asking me, how do you coordinate finances in a relationship when you're both in your 20s and you're still studying? Well, there's not going to be, the good thing is there's not going to be much finances to manage. So just work it as a team, come up with a plan. And look, if you're both making a hundred bucks a week or something with study payments, you just both pay for food and there's not really much to manage anyway. So mm-hmm. enjoy the day-to-day things, enjoy walking through the garden, stuff like that. Another finance questions, uh, actually about stay-at-home moms. What would you say should be the expectations, responsibilities, chores, and romance? I don't know how romance is a part of this question. Managing expectations in a relationship is super important. And it's going to be a little bit different for each couple. Now, the one thing to remember with stay-at-home mums, which is controversial, if you're a stay-at-home mum, that is your job, okay? You've been hired in that position Mm -hmm. by your husband, okay? That is technically your job, all right? So if he goes to work and brings in 100% of the money, technically, you should be doing at least 90% of the housework, okay? Now, if if you've got a big house and a bunch of kids and it's just a lot of work for one person, hire a cleaner. The husband should hire a cleaner. They're yeah. really cheap. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a hundred bucks a week or something. And this person just works really hard for a few hours. It's well and truly worth it. Um, I have a cleaner. It's absolutely fantastic. Even though my wife is a stay at home wife, but she also helps me in this business and works here too. Mm-hmm. It's just so easy. They do all the jobs you don't want to do yeah. scrubbing the tiles and all those really difficult jobs. <laughs> so it's definitely worth it. You know, I said the same thing once uh, that, you know, if you're, if your guy doesn't want to clean up after himself and he has money to afford a cleaning lady, why not? And then I had this, I mean, actually a few girls uh, attacked me like, oh, you're so entitled. You think everybody has money for a cleaning lady. I'm, I'm not saying everybody does or not saying everybody should pay a cleaning lady, but if you are able to, why not? If, if you really don't like cleaning, I mean, I don't think it, yeah. you spend more money going I, I out. Want a life, exactly. I want a life where I do zero cleaning. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't like cleaning. I don't want to do any cleaning. I'd rather pay for it. And those people who say, oh, you're entitled or yeah, uh, we don't have that much money. Stop complaining about it and go and make more money. <laughs> it's like the fat person who says, I can't walk because I'm too fat. Well, try harder. I don't care if you don't earn enough money. Go and earn some money, you lazy bugger. Go and do it. Or don't. We we do it. Or don't go to Target. Yeah, you think I'm. <laughs> don't go to Target. Go and save up some money. Get Earn more money. Money is everywhere. Okay? Go and make it. Okay, I have one more question from a little question box. Uh, is it possible or how to go from a booty call to a girlfriend? <laughs> Firstly, never do a booty call. Don't do friends with benefits. Okay, don't do that. If a guy wants to see you, he's got to take you on a high value date. Now, at the end of the first date, if you want to sleep with him, go for gold. If you if the chemistry is so palpable, you want to rip each other's clothes off, do it mm-hmm. 100%. But he's got to take you on the date first. Mm-hmm. Don't let him sleep with you before a high value date. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't do friends with benefits. Don't do booty calls. Don't do that. You can sleep with a guy on the first date, sure. If the, if the chemistry is right, if, you, if, if it doesn't feel right, don't do it. Go with how you feel but he's got to take you on that high value date first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't do friends of benefits. Now you can turn a booty call or friends of benefits into a relationship, but it's really the hard way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just need to show that his life without you is so miserable, but yeah, it's, it's very difficult. I mean, I have a lot of guy friends, not really friends. Oh, that's, that's going to be my final question for you. Actually. I have a lot of guy acquaintances, I don't think I have a lot of male friends, friends, because generally I don't believe in male, female friendships. I do, but not too intense. So if there's a guy besides my boyfriend that I'm talking to every day or calling him or like thinking about like, oh my God, something great happened. Let me call this random, you know, I feel like that's an issue. It is an issue. Yes. 
boys and girls should not be friends friends they can be acquaintances okay Colleagues. Couple friends. <laughs> but realistically i don't think if you're in a relationship you shouldn't be hanging out with the opposite sex one-on-one okay i don't have any fr- i don't have any friends who are who are girls okay i have a friend i have acquaintances who are girls but there's no girl who i'd hang out with one-on-one besides my wife and she's exactly the same with men and that's the way we like it we don't want to do it and i think it's playing with fire you're going to damage the relationship and the amount of messages i get every day from people saying they fell in love with their best friend or my friends develop feelings for me would make your head roll it's absolutely absurd boys and girls should not be friends Mm mm-hmm I feel like you can be friends, but not like intensively. You can like all hang out. Not together. friends, friends. Yeah. You can hang out together. Yeah. You can do certain things together. And I said, like, you don't have to tell your man to like, stop talking to every single woman he knows, but there has to be certain boundaries. And as you said, you and your wife have a similar view on what you want your relationship to look like. So you need to find somebody who shares the same values. Super important, super important. And the 10 out of 10 relationship, it's going to be the best relationship you ever have. So I would say protect it. Some people would say that's controlling. Mm-hmm. It's not PC, okay? But PC relationships don't really work anyway. Protect your relationship. Protect it. Thank you, Jake, for your time. I feel like even I learned a lot and I think I'm a know-it-all. <laughs> Is there something else you would like to add to all of mostly women listening and my brother? <laughs> yeah, I want you to believe I want you to believe in love. Okay. The saddest thing I see is when people, they don't believe in 10 out of 10 relationships or they don't believe in true love, believe in it. Okay. I've helped so many people from all around the world achieve a 10 out of 10. You can do it too, but you've got to believe. Mm-hmm. Please tell everybody where can they follow you? Instagram, TikTok. Yeah. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. If you just look up Jake Maddock, you'll find me pretty good. Um, even YouTube as well. Watch my stuff, guys. Learn a few things. And what's most important, implement the things that we talked about. Okay. If we've told you something, I want you to implement it. Give it a shot. Let me know how good it works. Thank you, Jake. And thank you, everybody, for listening to Bougie Best Friend Podcast. I recently remembered that I need to tell everybody to rate, subscribe, uh, review, and do all that great things. So this podcast goes all the way up. So thank you, everybody. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, buddy.